You're listening to the Manfulness Podcast, episode number 14. Hello and welcome back to the Manfulness Podcast. How are you, everybody? Um, the Tamish Kramer here doing another episode. Um, I'm just chilling back. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne at the moment. And um, it's we're in spring and it is like 27 degrees. So uh, for me, this is like my favorite time of the year. You know, I love this time because it's warm and it's almost like you're coming out of this hibernation process, um, you know, with the cold winter weather. And um, we live very close to the beach, so it just makes me think of beers and beach and hot nights and you know um playing outdoors and just just all the really great stuff so i'm excited i'm really happy and feeling really really good um look today i want to talk about um i guess how to maintain your relationships or how to nourish your relationship and just recently i had a really great experience me and erica that was something that was going on in our own relationship, and I and I really wanted to share it because um, going through the experience and coming out the other end of it, I, I really it was it struck me how many people I think go through exactly the same thing, and I think it causes a bunch of conflict and resentment and anger in relationships, and it breaks down communication. And you know, once communication breaks down. Um, the, the relationships really suffer. And, you know, these are, I'm talking about intimate ones, but the same goes for the relationship with your parents or your brothers and your sisters um, and friends, etc. Like all relationships definitely start to break down when our emotions are repressed and communication breaks down. Like that's like a number one. But I think intimate relationships are even more special or more important because I think we invest so much more of ourselves in them. Um, we become more vulnerable in these intimate relationships. They require us to be more vulnerable. And I think it's easier, especially if you're living with your partner, for you to not notice the subtle little differences and changes because life gets busy, yeah? We're all busy people. We're all working or, or busy in our careers or busy with children or busy with business or busy with whatever personal and uh, endeavors we've got going on, and there's also goals you want as as a, as a family or as a, as a couple that you're looking at doing. So, you know, we, we live our lives by our to do list. You know, we're constantly on the go. We're tr- constantly trying to achieve. And part of me knows that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm definitely an A type personality, which means I'm a big doer and a big to do list type of person. I love progress and growth. So for me. Um, you know always doing something is is a typical part of our lives but I, I the other part of me also knows the importance of stillness and balance and silence and taking a step back and having a really good look at where you're going personally and as a couple but also um, noticing where there's a little hiccups along the way or where things might feel a little bit off or not right because I think once they're not addressed and once they're not um, talked about or communicated, those are the things that break the camel's back, so to speak, in the end. That's, that's, it's all these little tiny pressures that build up that, uh, that, that dismantle a relationship in the end. And I, I was listening to Tim, Tim Bilyeu, who he was doing a podcast or it was on his YouTube channel, and I can't remember who he was speaking to, but the, the person he was interviewing said to him, 
how that's right it was simon senek simon senek um really great guy if anybody's interested check out his books or check him out on youtube it was a really he's talking about management and he's a management coach or a leadership coach um, but he, he related it back to relationships and he asked him he's like how do you know that you love your wife you know and tim and tim took a step back he's like you know he goes well i do he goes well prove it how do you prove to me that you love your wife and basically what simon was trying to show is you know it's not the big gestures it's not the oh i bought her flowers on tuesday that's what makes me love her or that's what makes my wife love me you know it's not the big gestures or the individual things that we do for our partners on a day-to-day basis it's the accumulation of them so if you were to look at one particular moment it doesn't really make a difference but a lots of moments so buying her flowers through the course of your relationships or you know making her breakfast or the way you hug her or how you kiss her and all these little 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 things that you do for your partner over the course of the time you've spent together that's what develops love and then one day you're in love with this person you know what i mean but it's never the one single thing that we do it's not the one action that we do that lead that all of a sudden they love you it's an accumulation of lots of little things and i think the same is also can be said for when a relationship breaks down so it's not the one thing that that partner did but a lot a series of lots of little things that build up to an accumulation of things breaking down and i think what we need to become is more aware um of those little things and when they trigger us or they charge us in a certain way we need to address them straight away because i think what a lot of couples do is they end up just ignoring them or letting them slide i think my wife likes to call them red flags you know when you're with someone and you're getting red flags many of the times when we're in love with someone we tend to want to put the red flags aside and just focus on what's good about them because we love them we care for them and so coming back to an experience me and Erica had so we've been living really really busy months you know it's been event after event it has been crazy it has been so much going on for us i obviously run a business we're leading into spring so it's a very busy time for me um manfulness also does a bunch of coaching and i'm looking at trying to do retreats and and master classes for men so there's a lot going on and plus we run the sisterhood which we've got you know 150 women strong in that Um, we're doing a retreat in November in Melbourne and another one in Bali next year. So our plate is full. And on top of that we got two kids that are under the age of 4. So we live a very busy life. And let don't, let, don't get me wrong, I love it. You know, I love being busy. I love the things that we do. All the stuff that we're focusing on is very positive. We're making change in people's lives. We're making a difference and it gives us so much joy to be on purpose. So I love what I do. However, I need to rest. and i need a break and my wife has this unbounding unlimitless energy um and she can just keep going and going i operate in a very different way i do have a lot of energy but i also need time to be alone i need time to recalibrate i need time for you know meditation and working out and being away from people um while erica loves to be around people all the time so we have very different personalities and very different energies and so through this time of a very very busy hectic crazy period i've been really feeling exhausted and i guess for me when i start to get really exhausted um i really kind of shut down 
you know, I, I'm not very, you can probably see it on my face when I'm exhausted and tired. I, I don't talk as much. I kind of um, disconnect from everybody. I, I really kind of go within. And I think we were getting to a period that I wasn't only tired, I, I just wasn't rejuvenating. So I'm kind of waking up in the morning all tired already. And, and, and I'm not usually like that. You know, once I get a good sleep, I can jump out of bed. I get up very early in the morning and, you know, I exercise and, I, I, you know, I'm building the business and I'm, and I'm active, you know. And, and I was just kind of waking up really kind of exhausted even in the mornings and not wanting to work out feeling like I'm not recovering, getting really agitated at the kids, getting really agitated at Erica. And I noticed what was building up in me was quite a lot of resentment because uh, Erica is very enthusiastic by what she does, but I think what the, the issue we were having was was just how we were booking things in. We were kind of saying yes to a lot of things. And then when we're going through and we're like, holy crap, this is crazy. We've got something on every weekend or every single day there's something on or there's a social event or there's an event coming up. And I just felt really overwhelmed and like I was, you know, like I was in the sea and it was just like one wave after another, one wave. And the moment you're trying to come up for a breath of air, there's another wave that's kind of knocking you down. And it was just how we were really scheduling things in. We weren't allowing for breaks. We weren't allowing for time off. We weren't allowing for days off. We were literally working like seven days a week, every single day for a couple of months. And I was really feeling the effects of that. And I think what started to happen is I just, like I said, I started to become really angry at her. And I was kind of going, well, you know what? This is your fault. This is your fault that um, you, you've done this to us. Um, you, you're booking things crazy. You're not con- you know, um, consulting me about what you're booking. You're just doing this. And it's, I'm pissed off at you. But I wasn't expressing that. I wasn't telling her that directly. Also because I felt like I didn't have time to tell her because we were just like passing ships in the night. And then on top of that, the kids were actually acting up. I think they were feeling the effects of our stress and um, us not giving them, being present with them and giving them the time of day. So then Raven's acting up, Nava's acting up. We're not good with our relationship and so we're very angry with each other. And it kind of got to a stage where we would talk and we would do our normal coaching. You know, we're both coaches, so we both know that we need to sit and we need to talk about things. And so we would go through this process of trying to communicate but it would always end up in an argument and it would always end up in frustration. And I think it was because we were both just at our wit's end. We were both exhausted. And even though Erica might not show she's exhausted, I can tell she's very exhausted. She's inside, she's tired, but she just has this ability to keep going and keep going. And I, I honestly don't have that. I really need time to back off and to, rec- and to recover. So deep down inside, I, I know she's tired but even for me, I, I even struggled to feel sympathy for her. I'm like, well, I'm tired as well. And she's, well, she's tired as well. And, you know, we're, we're, we're ending up in a who's more tired, a comparison mode, you know, and it's not really beneficial to the relationship at all. And so I'm very much involved in healing and energy medicine. So I work with shamans and healers. It's a very big, I'm a very spiritual person. So um, energy for me is something that, um, is all around us and while while you know modern medicine is fantastic with dealing with the body once it gets sick I'm a true believer in that if the energy is not right if there's negative emotions or pent-up emotions inside of you that can manifest as disease in your body and so for me I really started to feel like I wasn't in an energetic place that I could shift this I felt too exhausted and I felt like communicating and talking really wasn't getting anywhere. 
and that we had to go see a healer, which is the healer that I see um, on a regular basis anyway. But I really felt like me and Erica needed both of us to be healed. And in my session with him, he, he sat me down straight away and he was like, he could pick it up instantly. And he's like, a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really angry with Erica because... She's been booking things really crazy and I feel really exhausted and I feel like I'm not generating, um, you know, recovering well and I, I just, I'm, I feel stuck. I feel really, really stuck, you know, and um, he could really pick that up and he said to me, listen, yeah, you're, what I'm seeing is that though you and Erica love each other, there is definitely a love when you, when you work so closely, like we work together, we live together, we have kids together. So there's a lot of things we do together all the time we can attach ourselves to to each other in a really toxic way and that's what we've done and he kind of described it as tentacles coming out of my body and zapping into her and tentacles coming out of her body and zapping into me and we're kind of draining each other's energy so there's love there we love each other but the way we're managing the energy between us we were doing it incorrectly so i'm latching onto her fast-paced energy and not feeling recovered and she's latching onto me on my energy and I'm kind of pulling her back and not giving her the opportunity to rest and recover. So what we end up having to do is instead of me learning how to manage my own energy and her manage her own energy, we're latching onto each other. And I guess it got to a stage where it was more than what we could manage ourselves. So my healer did a beautiful healing ceremony on me where he allowed me to regenerate my energy, where I had to cut the cords that I was attaching to Erica, where I was, you know, attaching onto her and zapping the energy and really learn how to manage myself better so that it didn't get to that stage, which was having those conversations nice and early about how we were booking things. You know, like I, to be honest, I didn't jump in there. I didn't say, hey, honey, what are you, what are you doing? How are we looking at our, our weeks? We used to do it months and months ago we used to sit down we used to look at the whole month we would look at every booking that we had for the whole month and then we'd go hang on that's probably not good let's move that here let's push that out another couple of weeks and so we hadn't been doing that and so that instantly came to me it's like oh shit we haven't actually done the things that we were doing that was allowing us to manage ourselves so well and manage our energies well so instantly that came back to me so I was like, oh, that's the thing that we need to implement back in place again. My meditation was sucking. So I wasn't meditating as well or I was rushing through it. So I realized that I had to uh, reignite my meditation or try different strategies or a different way to meditate. So I got the Muse for my birthday a, a couple of years ago. And if you're not familiar with the Muse, it's like a meditating device that actually registers your brainwaves and let you know how good the quality of meditation is. So I came back to doing that. I said, oh, I've got to bring that back in because I need some feedback. I need some data on how I'm meditating. So all the stuff that my healer brought up for me really allowed me to become more uh, solution-focused with what we were doing, as opposed to saying it's Erica's fault, it's Erica's fault, it's Erica's fault. And with the energetic work that he did, he really made me feel like I had regenerated myself. He really helped me clear the negative energy that was there, cut the cords that was toxic cords that were connecting out to Erica and let her go, let her be the person that she needs to be so that I could be the person that I was meant to be. And I walked away from that session feeling so healed and so 
such well-being, like feeling so much better in myself. And the moment that I saw her, like I had nothing but love for her. And she felt it straight away. And her session was very similar. And, you know, after that, we had a really great conversation. We talked about the things that needed to be implemented. And it was just amazing to see how how much freer we were, how much how relieved we were. It was funny because the kids also calmed down almost instantly. Our, our week really eased up. You know, we looked at our bookings and we cleared our diary. We made time for a date night. We made time to sleep in. We made time to just have those really kind of slow days. And it really allowed us to come back to base. Um, we also spent some days in nature. We went out to different parks. And it was just the best. It was just the best thing. And it really dawned on me how many people I know in relationships which just don't don't take that step. They don't look at that energy side of things, that energy medicine, or, or, or whether it's you don't want to go into that and that's too you know, crazy for you. They don't see a counselor or a therapist or they don't have a mentor or they don't get kinesiology to bring their body back into balance or they're not working out. They're not doing anything which is moving that energy or they're not meditating, which is bringing that energy back into themselves. And so, so many people, so many friends of mine, I see their relationships suffer and they're in this constant bad mood or in this constant bad relationship for years and years and years until, like I said, it's such a buildup of many, many bad moments that eventually the relationship falls apart or there's a breakup or there's a divorce, you know? And I, I, I think I just had this overwhelming need to let everybody know, like let them understand and, and know that these these modalities are available out there there's healers out there or there's um other ways that you can um you know look after yourself and look after your relationship that will really heal you so i wanted to bring that up i wanted to let you all know that that's something i really recommend that you do um check into it check into a healer it it, it helped our relationship so much i could have really seen us being in a bad mood with each other for the next couple of months if we hadn't and not that we would have had a breakup or anything because, you know, we do love each other when it's a very strong relationship. However, um, yeah, it, it caused some unnecessary stress and unnecessary conflict. So I hope that was helpful, guys. Um, let me know your feedback. DM me. Um, it could be the difference between a great relationship and an average relationship. So hit me up. Let me know. Thank you again for listening. And we'll uh, speak to you on our next episode.